morning, everyone. It's good to see you. The Lord has so much in store for us today. Let's all stand and worship together as people start coming in. In Jesus' name. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> Thank you. 
imagine I'd be here in the place where I am, God. You are good, you are good, you are faithful, you are faithful. Oh, you freed me, oh, you freed to the land of promise and I choose I choose I choose to believe that anything is possible and anything is possible Fear as I sing 
10 of which could not mix their faith with the word of God and influenced all Israel to not mix their faith with what God had promised them. Why is it called the promised land? Because God promised them. God promised, he said, my word is that you will have this land. Whatever it may be that God has promised to you, you have to mix your faith. Now, what does that look like to mix your faith? It looks like action. It looks like activity. It doesn't look like I'm gonna sit back and, and God's gonna perform this. See, God had performed for Israel. They were in Egypt and all those plagues, they just stood back and watched God. But this time, God said, now you have to mix your faith with it. Some of us think that God's gonna perform it without us mixing our faith with it. We've gotta mix our faith. Some of you, God gave a prophetic words. He did stuff at the altar. There was words that went through the, the preaching of the word to you, but now you're gonna to have to mix your faith. You know, one thing I'm committed to, Pastor David, then I'm going to be like Joshua and Caleb yes. and yes. not like the others. Yeah. But you know what that takes? And I'm going to encourage you in your lives to be like Joshua and Caleb because other people, when you share with them what God has spoken and the decisions that you have to make as a result of that, people will throw doubt on you. They will throw unbelief on you. They will point to the giants in your land and they will say those giants are greater than you. But the fact is this, your God is greater than those giants, but you have to believe it. And let me just say this. See, God wants you. See, this is what happened with Israel. What they saw when they came back, the spies saw when they came back, from the land they saw the, the the benefits of the land and all of us can say the benefits of the good thing that we desire but you know what else they saw that they emphasized is the power of the enemy they talked about how powerful the enemy was rather than the power of God in them to conquer the enemy listen this is the same message today the Lord is saying, listen, it's about you believing in the power of God that dwells in you to conquer the, the obstacles to receive the promise. The fact is this, the promise is there, but you have to be a participant in this. Too, too many Christians don't think they have to participate. The Lord has more for you. He has the land flowing with milk and honey for your life. Doesn't matter how many obstacles you have to get it. He has it for you and he has the power within you, but you have to believe in his word. And that is daily, believe it. You know what? How do you get to the next step? You keep believing in his word. How do you get to the next victory? You believe in his word and you believe and then you do because we, a believer does his word, is obedient to his word. What are you believing for? Because, you know, after this weekend, you're going to go into life and people are going to pick at it. They're going to pick at your belief. You know what? I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about those Christian people that are the 10 spies. You know, the 10 spy people, the ones that say that they're so logical. 
oh, they're de- you know what they're dependent upon? Human logic. Rather than saying, you know what, I want to transform mine, that I believe that God can do supernatural things. I, I believe God can do the miraculous. I believe God can heal. See, the thing is this, there's a lot of doubt in the church. There's a lot of doubt in people of God, sadly, sadly, because that is not God's desire for people. But I'm challenging you and myself to be like Joshua and Caleb. Is I don't base it upon what the majority is speaking over me. What I base it upon is what God has said. What His Word has said. What His Word has said to me. And I'm going to continue to walk forth. Move forth. Move forth. I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. I'm I'm taking the land. I'm taking the land. I'm taking the land. Because the God, my God is greater than the gods of this world. My God is greater than the challenges. My God is greater than the principalities and the powers that try to convince me that I need to surrender to them. My God is greater. So I'm going to challenge you. Let's sing this song. We're going to believe. This is a song of belief. This is a song of declaration. Why do we want to sing a song of declaration? Because you need to get your voice out there. And you're speaking to the heavenly realms. You're speaking to the principalities and powers that, that, that Jesus has canceled that Jesus has disempowered in your life, you're speaking, you're declaring that because when you do that, your faith in His Word is going forth. And you need to have the, the your faith move the mountains. Come on. Your faith will move the mountain. Come on, let's sing that again. So all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name.
Scripture talks about 
how God so loved the world that what did he do? He gave his only, one and only beloved son for us so that we could have faith in him, right? And what did Jesus do to demonstrate his love for us? He laid his life down. And so what he's saying to us is that he wants us to do the same. That to, to really find life, this is, this is the paradox of Christianity. To really find your, your true purpose in life, you have to lay your life down. Amen. And then when you lay your life down, God does this supernatural thing in your life and turns it around and gives you a divine purpose and a divine strategy for your life. And it all comes down to an act of, of really an act of surrender, which for most people is a very difficult thing to do. You know, we talk about surrender, we come to church, we sing about surrender. But when it comes for us to surrender, we want to stand our own ground. You know, we put up the don't tread on me flag. We, we basically say, hey, I'm, I've, I've got my rights. I've got my privileges. And God says, all of those rights and privileges were laid down at the foot of the cross. Amen. When we did the, the, the exchange, the great exchange of taking all of our sin, all of our, all of our wickedness, all of our failures and saying, I will take that and bring it under and cover it. And I'll, I'll, I'll cover you with my precious blood and cleanse you and forgive you. And I was thinking about that because today we're going to be taking communion. And if, have you all been served your communion elements? Has everyone been served? If you haven't, raise your hands. Anyone not get their communion? Okay. Danny, if there's one here. Uh, but what we're going to do, we're going to take communion. But, you know, I was thinking about as we're singing that worship song of Jesus, we love you. Love is translated into actions, you know. I could tell you I love you, but if I mean to you all the time, it doesn't mean I love you, right? If, if I, I, words are cheap, right? Actions are what it's about. You know, if you go into the book of James, in James chapter 2, it, it basically talks about, you want to show me your faith, show me your deeds. You know? You want to show me what you really believe, show me the action behind your talk. You know? We always say around here, you know, walk your talk. That's what we want you to do. We don't want you to just talk it and then go out and live somewhere else. We want you to go out and say, this is what I believe. Now, Lord, translate it from just mere speech into action. And, and if, it's interesting because if you read James chapter 2, I was reading it during that, that worship song, and he basically says that, that the, uh, the faith was demonstrated by the patriarchs of the Old Testament by how they lived their life out. And that's what God's calling us to do. He's not, he's not calling you to do something that is impossible for you to do. He's calling you to surrender to him and then listen to his voice and do as he tells you. That's, it's as simple as that. We try to make things so complicated. And really it's about the simplicity of just obeying the voice of the Spirit of God. So this morning as you have your communion elements, we're just, let's just pray. Scripture says that before we take communion we should examine ourselves so that we don't take communion in a manner unworthy and literally that basically says this check your own life this is not about checking someone else's life I don't check my wife's life she doesn't check my old life we check our own life and we say God if there's any ways in me that are displeasing to you take them from me so right now father we just pause and we ask that your spirit would check our hearts. Lord, if there's anything in any of our hearts, if there's anything in my heart, Lord, I ask that you'd forgive me. If 
life, I've just been talking but not walking it. I ask you to forgive me. I ask, Lord, if there's anything that is a habit or a lifestyle in me that is contrary to what you want, Lord, I ask that you'd forgive me and give me the power to overcome that. Father, I know that your desire is not to encumber me or weigh me down with rules and regulations, but it's to set us free. And Lord, I pray you'd set every one of us that hears my voice right now free from anything that's keeping them from being the man or woman or child of God that they're called to be. And I pray, Lord, as we celebrate what you did on the cross of Calvary for us, that, God, we would never, ever forget how precious the shedding of your blood was. That you shed your blood so that we could have a relationship with you, that we could be brought back into right relationship with you. And then, Lord, as a result of that, we, we want to serve you with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. So, Father, right now, we just want to take, the, uh, take your element, the little wafer of bread, Scripture says that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered with his disciples in the upper room in Jerusalem. And as they were concluding the meal, he said, this bread represents my body, which was broken for you. Father, I thank you for each and every one of us that have experienced the gift of salvation that you've given to us. Lord, it's nothing we've done. It's all been a complete gift. And Lord, we thank you right now. And Lord, as we lift up this element which represents your body lord i pray that as we partake of it lord you will strengthen us to be the men and women and the the children of god that you've called us to be so father we thank you for this bread in jesus name shall we partake Corinthians also tells us that after the meal he he took a cup and this is I love this part he says this cup represents a new covenant and that's a a fresh start you know it gives you and I the opportunity that if we have messed things up one thing I love about the Lord he always allows you to make a u-turn you know you don't have to look for the sign to see if there's a u-turn permitted or not you could just make it and he says this blood was shed to cleanse us and to heal us and he says this cup represents a new covenant that he's making with you and I so right now Lord we just make a new commitment to you Lord help us not to rely on our own ability our own stubbornness our own willpower but Lord let us rely upon your spirit to help us and Lord we commit to you today that we will serve you with all of our heart all of our mind all of our soul and all of our strength. Shall we partake in the cup? Now, Rebecca, lead us in that worship song again of how we, if we've made this new commitment, how we love Jesus and how we will serve him.
even more glad the Lord loves you you know aren't you glad the Lord loves you with all your mistakes you've made all the things you've messed up in life that the love of God is still there for you to forgive you and to cleanse you and to bring you back in a relationship man I tell you there's nothing better uh, we've got to travel to a lot of different parts of the world and seen a lot of beautiful things but I tell you there's nothing more beautiful than experiencing the love of God in your life you know Hey, we're glad you're here this morning. I was concerned for you guys from Teen Challenge that when we started, I thought we were doing another uh, uh, COVID lockdown service with only about four people in the in the sanctuary. Uh, but uh, we're slow. We're slow, but we're steady. We're like uh, Thomas the Train. You know, we're slow and steady, getting ready. You know. We're glad you're here this morning. If uh, you're a guest or visitor, uh, and if we don't have your uh, contact information, grab one of those communication cards in the pew and just uh, print out your name, address, write it out there, drop it in the offering for us. We'll be taking the offering at the end of service today because we want to give you the opportunity to give to Teen Challenge. Uh, and uh, we, we uh, want to commit to uh, keep your information confidential. Uh, we have a lot of things going on. We just uh, finished our uh, Holy Spirit Thirst Conference. I'll share a little bit about that in a minute. But um, this coming week is the start of our Crossroad Connect. Our men's and women and children's ministry will resume. Uh, yeah, there's going to be pretty exciting what's happening. We have a lot of opportunities to connect, and we want people, especially during this time of where people are isolating themselves, it's really, really important for us to not to forsake gathering together with brothers and sisters. And, and if you have some friends or some people you know that are kind of isolated, uh, invite them to, to the women's ministry. Invite them to the men's ministry. Invite them to the, the youth ministry. Get them connected with a community of faith. It's really important right now. We are not made to be isolated. We're made to be connected with people. And so uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, the women's uh, study is uh, entitled Surrender. It's a, it's a good thing. It's ladies... Uh, you know, a good study on, on Jesus in the wilderness and how he dealt with the pressures of, of being uh, surrendered to the Lord and, and going through the wilderness. Uh, the women will be meeting here in the sanctuary. And then the men's uh, group is going to be dealing with a, uh, a study called relationship. And that's not a typo on the screen uh, because it's uh, the 10, the 1 and the 0, or 1 and the, uh, the I and the O is actually a 10 because they're going to be looking at the 10 commandments and how they affect the life of believers today. 
and it's a really great study. The men will be meeting over down the hallway here, over in this educational wing by the children. There's a conference room that used to be the youth room, uh, but they've outgrown that room, so we're turned that into a group for, for the men's Bible study. And that'll uh, both of those will meet at 7 o'clock here. And then Pastor Nick, you meet at 6, right? 6 p.m.? to 8 p.m. We got to get two hours out of those youth, right? Uh, the youth will be meeting over in the fellowship hall, and uh, that's a great opportunity. They've been meeting uh, through this whole uh, uh, time where the, the men's and women's have stopped, but they're going to be uh, continuing that. And I want to encourage you, this is a great opportunity. And the, yeah, the children will be meeting uh, also over here, uh, Pastor Sandy. I tell you, we have a jewel in Pastor Sandy. I don't know if you know that. She's teaching these Amen. kids how to pray and how to listen to the voice of the Spirit. I tell you, the next generation of this church is gonna be more powerful than y'all, I tell you. Because God is raising up, you know, young young men and women that are little warriors for Jesus. And uh, it's exciting, you know, the things you, you hear them say. I got a note, uh, for, uh, every once in a while the kids will give me a note, and I have a note under the glass on my desk, and it says, I love this church and I love Jesus. And I just I thought, that is what a great thing for the kids to do. Hey, another thing we have is we have devotionals. Uh, Pastor Lynn and I, we do a devotional. She does a video, and I do a, a, a written one. Uh, we do those Tuesday through Saturday, except for this week. We didn't do Friday and Saturday because of the Thirst Conference. Uh, but if you don't get those, uh, you can sign up for those. Just give us your email address, or you can go to Fill to the Brim on YouTube and find Pastor Lynn's. Uh, they're all there. We're I, I'm doing the book of Romans. We're, uh, I think, 56 or 57 days in, and we're still in Chapter 2. So it's going to be a while. We do a verse or two, and we'll get through it probably, uh, hopefully, before Jesus returns. But if not, you know, he'll, com he'll complete the story. Amen? Uh, and then I want to tell you just a little bit about the Thirst Conference. Do you want to, do you want to say anything about the Thirst Conference? We had a powerful time. I tell you, Amen. Friday That's night right. was just amazing. If you didn't have the opportunity to be here, you can go online to our uh, Crossroads uh, Facebook page, and, and you can watch the services. Uh, Friday night was just a really beautiful thing. Pastor Lynn shared on uh, the threshing floor and how to prepare our hearts for the Lord. It was just a sweet spirit of the presence of God here. It was just beautiful. And then Saturday morning, uh, Pastor Lynn's sister, Shelly, uh, spoke, and she, uh, she said uh, it was uh, get what was it? Get rid of was get rid of your BS, and, and it was your belief systems. I know what some of you are thinking. That's good. We're in church now. Come on, sanctify yourself, okay? Get rid of your belief systems. And she talked about some of the ways and things that our belief systems mess us up. And then the afternoon, I shared a message about basically uh, cultivating the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And it was just kind of it was interesting because I was telling the, the crew that was here that. Um, we didn't share what we were talking about. The three of us didn't share at all about what we were talking about. And, and actually, it was like Wednesday morning. I had no clue what I was speaking on till Wednesday morning. But it was like step one, step two, and step three, how the Holy Spirit was working. So it was a beautiful thing. So if you didn't get a chance to come or you want to hear it again, you can go to our Facebook page. Uh, you can go to, it's also on the church website as well. You can download that and watch it and uh, refer it to friends. But it was a great time. And uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Holy Spirit. We had prayer. It was ministry. There were prophetic words. It was interesting because two individuals came back that hadn't been here for two years. And they shared stories about how they had prophetic words spoken over them. And one young man, I met him right here. 
And he said, I, I got to go talk to that gal over here that spoke because two years ago she told me the Lord was going to open the doors for me to go to school. And I didn't think I had to smarch to go to college. And the Lord opened the doors and I'm now in Bible college and I wanted to come and Amen. tell her. Amen. And then a, a, a gentleman and his wife that were here, they, uh, two years ago, the Lord spoke to them and said uh, uh, that God's going to give you a job, and you're going to have a job wearing a white lab coat, and you're going to be leading other people. And he got a job at a pharmaceutical company in South San Francisco, and he's a team leader. And uh, so I, I tell you, God, God has some cool things he wants to do. If we would just, you know, get rid of some of the clutter in our life and listen, God will do an amazing thing. So we're excited about that. Uh, this morning, our ministry partner of the week is actually here in presence. Uh, Teen Challenge, if you guys and gals want to get ready, we're going to introduce you in a minute. Uh, but we want you to, to come up, take your place. You're going to be... Oh, there's a video first. Never mind. Be seated. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're going to do the offering at the end of service. Okay? We're not going to do it now. Um, uh, but Teen Challenge is a ministry. It started. It's a powerful ministry, uh, uh, and uh, I'll let their video teach us more because I'll, you'll do a better job with your video than I will. And then they're going to lead uh, the rest of the service uh, in a, a celebration of worship and songs and testimonies. And uh, then I'll come up and I'll close the service and we'll take an offering. Okay.
Well, good morning, church. Very nice to be here this morning. My name is Alan Durfelt. I'm the director of the Oakland Men's Center. We uh, have three of our centers uh, represented here today. Um, our Oakland Men's Center, our Allen Rock Women and Children's Center, and our Asbury Family Center. Um, both of those centers are located in San Jose. And uh, we're just blessed to be here. We have such a great weekend. Thank you, pastors, for having us. Uh, we, each and every year, it's such a blessing coming here. Um, it's, we're so grateful it was indoors this year and we're able to do it this year. <laughs> it was a little cold outside, so we're definitely grateful for that. So, yeah, uh, this morning uh, I want to share some really good news with each and every one of you. Um, this year in 2022 is the 64th year of Teen Challenge as a ministry. That's, a, that's crazy to think that back in 1958, uh, David Wilkerson uh, started this ministry. Um, he had a prophetic word from God that he was supposed to help some gang members on trial for murder in New York City. Um, and he went up there. You see a famous picture of him holding a Bible and being thrown out of the courtroom. But that's not where the story ended. Um, he, got the, he got the call from God to start the first Teen Challenge Center in New York City. Um, and over the last 64 years, we've had over 250 centers nationwide and over 1,100 centers worldwide. So Teen Challenge is an international mission. So this morning, you're going to hear testimonies, you're going to hear singing and praising and worshiping, and I just hope each and every one of you are blessed this morning. Thank you, and God bless. When our praises go up, our walls come down.
crashing through the pad and the blade cutting straight into the heart of me Ooh, long before I ever called your name you were fighting for my victory carved in your flesh and bone the wounds that have said my soul's forgiven oh now I can feel the darkness trembling all of my fears I Jericho walls gotta come down, come down. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, oh Lord. My prison turns to ruin when your love moves in. All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down. Rebuild me from the ground up All I want to see is you Terrify the lies with truth All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down All of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down Oh Lord, my prison turns to ruin when your love moves in all of my fears like Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down All of my fears gotta come down Jericho walls gotta come down, come down, come down Good morning. Um, my name's Christine. I am 40 years old. I um, originally am from Marysville, Yuba City, California. Um, my childhood was um, far from normal. Um, the culture of domestic violence and drugs ran really rampantly with my parents. Um, and because of that, um, my sister and I, we were abducted at a very young age. I was 10, my sister was eight. Um, by uh, members of an apostate religious sect. Um, for the next four years, um, my sister and I, um, we underwent a conditioning that they called, uh, they were trying to build Armageddon war, little Armageddon warriors. Were we gonna be strong enough to, um, at the end of the world, to die in the name of Jesus? And um, so my perception, um, of God was very warped. Um, they were found my they were found out about when I was 14. I um, and they found my parents. Um, my sister and I were kind of swept under swept under the rug um, because um, because of my parents' um, past. Um, the authorities they told my parents that we were probably better off wherever we were. And um, so they were found out about when I was 14, and um, I was reunited with my fam with my mother um, after living in a transitional house for about a year um, and having extensive psychotherapy. Um, I went back to live with my mother at the age of 15, and um, I'm getting... oh, did I die? Um, I must. Have died. Am I live? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'm back. 
Um, I went and I, it threw me into a really deep depression and um, I was, because I was just thrown into public high school and so I was a really socially awkward teenager and, um, but I found a group of people that accepted me and I didn't have to talk about my past because they didn't care who I was. And, um, and I was introduced to methamphetamine. Um, my life spiraled out of control within a very short period of time. Um, within a, within a, a year of finding methamphetamine, I had overdosed in, in, in my public high school um, and I never went back. I moved away um, a couple years later. Um, I met a man and I, I had my son. I had my son, I have a 20, he's 20, he's gonna be 21 now, but um, my addiction, uh, it, it, it just, it didn't stop. Um, I lost my son at the age of four years, when he was four years old, um, and I spiraled out of control, in and out of um, prison, uh, jail, um, unhealthy relationship after unhealthy relationship. Um, two years ago, uh, well, I found myself homeless in 2014, and two years ago, almost two years ago, two years ago in March, I, um, the day that I plan on taking my life, God had a different plan for me. And um, he saved me. He, he threw me in jail. <laughs> he threw me in jail. That's my truth. And, um, and I, I decided I was going to live. And um, I was introduced to Teen Challenge. Um, this last 19 months of my life um, has been the best quality of life I've ever had. Amen. And um, I'm, surrounded by, I'm surrounded by people that love me and want the best for me. My family has been restored almost completely. <laughs> we have some wiggle room, you know? We're doing it. And, um, yeah, and so, um, but my life verse, as a child, my life verse um, through everything that I was going through um, was Revelation 21.4, and I still hold on to that today. And it says, and God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more, neither will mourning nor outcry nor pain be anymore, for the former things have passed away. Hi, um, my name is Jesse. I'm 19 years old. Um, I'm from San Jose. Growing up, for the most part, uh, I was raised in a Christian family, but I never knew like having a relationship with God was a thing. I just knew that church was something we did every Sunday as a family, just like, you know, going to school was something we do too. Um, you know, my grandfather, uh, he raised me for my entire childhood, and then um, about when I was 13 years old, he passed away. Uh, I took that loss very tragically, and um, I went with my mom. My mom was really more of a friend than a mother to me, and I didn't really listen to her, so I started just making my own choices, started uh, hanging around people that were in gangs and doing drugs and stuff like that, and um, hanging around people that were selling drugs. I ended up doing the drug that they were selling. Um, I was in a full-blown meth and heroin addiction. Um, I was IV using at the age of 16 years old. And um, it was just really bad. I started hanging around like older women, you know, finding love in all the wrong places. And after ODing a few times, um, I tried to get my life right. Um, the first time I did come in the Teen Challenge, um, I ended up leaving because it wasn't what I expected. You know, I came in with certain thoughts on how I wanted to be healed of my addiction and 
you know, I just realized that it's not going to be my way. It's going to be God's way. And um, once I realized that, um, it was a lot easier. You know, the surrender part is very important. And, um, you know, God really uh, restored me, and he's put new desires on my heart to do bigger and better things uh, just for him. And um, my life verse is 1 Timothy 4.12. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but but rather in speech, conduct, love, purity, and faith, Show yourself as an example to those who believe. God is is mighty even in our darkest storms. I can't count the time I've called your name some broken nights Then you showed up and you patched me up like you do every time I get amnesia, I forget that you keep coming around Yeah, ain't no way you'll ever let me down Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me in your name no matter what comes cause I know where I'd be without your mercy so I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs and tell me is he good he's good tell me is he God he's God he is good God almighty you say your love goes on forever, that your mercy never stops. So why should I assume you be somebody that you're not? Like sun in the morning, I know you're gonna be there every day. So what on earth could make me be afraid? Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes Cause I know where I'd be without your mercy So I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs Now tell me is he good? He's good Tell me is he God? He's God He is good God Almighty Praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him when the sun goes down. Love Him in the morning, love Him in the noontime, love Him when the sun goes down. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes, cause I know where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. Now tell me, is he good? He's good. Tell me, is he God? He's God. He is good God Almighty. Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. 
Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noontime, Jesus when the sun goes down. Good God Almighty, I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. Cause I know where I'd be without your mercy. So I keep praising your name at the top of my lungs. Uh, my name is Amanda. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Southern California. Uh, my mom didn't want any more children, and my dad wasn't supposed to be able to have any. So when I came along, I was this blessing for one and just the exact opposite for the other. Uh, my mom was an alcoholic. She still is an alcoholic my entire life. So she was just very mean to me. Uh, my dad worked a lot. He was also on prescription pain medication. So. I was just alone a lot. A lot of my life I felt very alone. I didn't um, hang out with many people and I just felt this void. So when I got old enough to um, get in relationships, they were bad ones. Um, I met my daughter's father, Robert, and I got pregnant with my daughter in 2017. I was drinking a lot at the time, so she saved my life. Um, when I got pregnant, I stopped drinking and I was very sober for when she was born at least, and then I started drinking again because Robert was very emotionally and physically abusive before, during, and after the pregnancy. Um, Robert and I had split up, and I met my husband Christopher, and we had a baby in 2019, and I just fell into this deep depression. I knew about God, and I just never, I never knew that I could lean on him or call on him or have a relationship. So. I fell into this depression. I'd been alone my whole life, and I just felt like, I think it was postpartum depression, that this shouldn't be happening, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna numb it. So I started IV use of heroin and meth, and my life spiraled very quickly, very quickly. I um, attempted suicide. Um, I ended up with a federal drug charge. Just a very out of character for me. Uh, I came to Teen Challenge uh, two years ago for three days, and I decided that it wasn't for me, and I went home, and stuff just got worse after that. Heroin turned into fentanyl, and I just, God had his hand on my life. I see that now. I got picked up on a warrant that I shouldn't have had, and while I was sitting in jail, I got news that my daughter's father had been murdered while she was in the house with him. She was hiding in a closet, and that's the point where I really surrendered, decided whatever it takes, I need to be there for my children. My son was with my sister and my daughter went with my sister and I called up Teen Challenge from jail and my mother-in-law set it all up. She got uh, the application sent to me and they sent me acceptance letters. They sent them to my judge. They, um, they went out of their way to bring us in. So I came here, I have 11 months sober now. And God is just working wonders. My husband's here, obviously, and um, my children, we saw our children for the first time last weekend in almost a year, and they're set. They're gonna come visit this upcoming month, and it's one of the only programs where we live in an apartment together. Our children should be living with us within a month or two. And, So my life verse is 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. 
So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. My name is Chris. Um, I grew up in a, a different kind of family. I had a brother and sister, a great upbringing. Um, I, I followed my dreams at a young age. Um, motocross was going to be my career. That's what I was going to do. And um, did that for a long time. My dad ended up getting sick uh, when I was in my teens. He got fibromyalgia. And everything changed. Uh, I felt myself just trying to get my dad's respect. Uh, I was never good enough. Um, I didn't really understand why. so. That was kind of like my, my long life battle, and then I, I had a bad accident, and, uh, which was involved with a lot of surgeries to try to fix everything. I got introduced to pain medication, and that was like a big roadblock for me. I didn't know how to grow through my failure. Um, I just kept on going downhill, that's all I knew what to do, and just kept on using and using until the doctor, doctors stopped giving me meds. Um, I had to go other places to find those meds, and that just opened a whole new world for me. Um, I started getting in trouble, trying to get respect from people that were not good role models. I uh, started going in and out of jail, um, ended up in state prison, and when I got out, I was doing good for a while, that's when I met my wife, and uh, so it's been this 10-year addiction, and um, we finally found this place that we could both come, uh, the only one in the United States that I know of that we could come as a family, and so ever since we came here, we've just been reuniting our family. We're working on getting our kids here with us. Um, I found my identity in Christ. Amen. And uh, just uh, thankful to, to be here and be alive. Um, my life verse is uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I just wanted to take a minute and just thank um, Pastor David and Lynn and just for having us and with open arms every year um, in Crossroads just to, for being a blessing to us. And um, we just want to uh, let you know that we do have information on our website, teenchallenge.net, and um, we also have a booth in the lobby um, with more information on all of our located uh, programs and uh, jewelry that the women make when um, they go to our administrative office. So with that... Um, um, how beautiful are the feet of the messenger. We pass the point of weary. Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done always stealing. And you're desperate for some healing Let me tell you about my Jesus He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and His grace is free And the good news is I know that He do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus and let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years? 
until the past to disappear. Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus and all the wrong turns that you would go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 cross to Calvary, pay the price for all my guilty, who would care that much about me, let me tell you about my Jesus, oh. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save, let me tell you about my Jesus, his love is strong and Weren't they great? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So this is living proof behind me that if you let Jesus do his work, he can change your life. Amen. Yeah. Living proof right behind me. Amen. For the last 64 years, the ministry of Teen Challenge has been successful because each and every person has gotten involved. The churches have gotten involved. And I just want to encourage each and every one of you to come visit us at the booth after the service. Come have a conversation with me. Talk to one of the ladies or one of the men. Maybe hear another testimony. And I want to encourage you guys to get involved with Teen Challenge. There's many different ways that you can be involved. That is, number one, one of the most important things is your prayers. We need you guys to intercede for us, intercede for me, intercede for our interns and staff and, and our students. Another way is through volunteerism. We have, center, we have a center in Oakland. We have two centers in San Jose that if you have a skill or if you want to lead a Bible study or you want to do some mentoring or advising, we have um, availability to come by and just serve and pour into our, pour into our ministries. Um, then also through your financial giving. It does take finances to run this ministry. Um, a lot of times it takes a lot of finances to run this ministry. Uh, so if the Lord is impressing on your heart to, to give this morning, I just want to encourage you to... Be obedient to the Lord. We really need you. We really need your support. Thank you all so much for being here and for supporting us each and every year. Thank you, pastors, again for having us, and God bless you. Thanks, brother.
Tell you, I wanted to get a pair of cowboy boots and Wranglers on and do line dance into that last song. I don't know about you. That was, that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I don't even own cowboy boots. I'll have to go buy a pair, huh? Right? Teresa's got hers on, you know? Hey, we, uh, we really love Teen Challenge. They've got a very special place in uh, our church's heart and my, my wife and I's heart. We love them for many, many, many years. Uh, matter of fact, uh, when we got married, Teen Challenge from the Pajaro Center came and set up the church and tore down the, down the tables and did all that for us. So, uh, and I was uh, very involved with Teen Challenge when I pastored in Pennsylvania at the uh, Rearsburg uh, Center in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, they're a great ministry. I tell you, they're one of the most successful drug and alcohol addiction recovery programs available. And uh, even in India, where we have uh, the Lucknow College and John Pergotti House, uh, we have Lucknow Theological College here, Teen Challenge here, and John Pergotti House here. So there's a very strong connection even with our, our relationships globally. So what we want to do is we want to bless them uh, this morning. And uh, I want to do two things. We want to take, an, uh, take the offering for them. Uh, but also, I, I told them they don't want to take all that stuff home on the table. So after service, you guys buy as much as you can. And that will support them and help them. And uh, even if you go buy and you don't want to buy anything, just uh, drop some money on their table, drop it in the offering. If you make a check uh, or you want to do something online, just put in a teen challenge. Uh, whatever we get will go 100% of that funds will go to them. We'll send them the, the, the money later this week. Uh, and uh, we want to thank you for your, your contribution and support for them. We also want to thank you for your continual support for your tithes and offerings. Uh, God's doing some great things with us as a church, locally and globally, and uh, we want to continue to do that. So let's wait upon the Lord. Uh, ushers, come forward and let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for this incredible ministry of Teen Challenge and the blessing that we could partner with them. Lord, I pray that we can bless them uh, in an incredible way financially today. I pray that, Lord, you will bless our tithes and offerings, help us as a church to be faithful, to be good stewards of those resources. And, Lord, may uh, you stir the hearts of some of us here this morning that, God, we, we may not be able to offer cash, but we can offer skills that we know. We can offer resources that we know. We can go and equip people there. And, Lord, I pray that you would just bless uh, our church as we minister to our partners and, and those that we uh, partner with globally, Father. So bless this offering. Bless each gift and giver and multiply it, Lord, for the advancement of your kingdom, both locally and around this world. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. God bless you as you give. So not for a minute. Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord testimonies of what God has done, right? 
Thank you all. I know you're going to be with us next service as well, and you were with us this weekend. One thing, though, I want to say to the Teen Challenge uh, men and women, and this is something that you may not want or you may want, but um, after this service here, we have a few minutes, and I feel like some of you, see, when a child is born into a family of faith, people who have a Christian faith, their child is dedicated. We have a time where we dedicate that baby to the Lord and where we commit that child to the Lord in dedication. And some of you may have never had that in your life as a person. And if you would like, Pastor David and I will dedicate you to the Lord. We'll just do a little time. We'll take and just dedicate you to the Lord because I feel like the Lord wants to redeem something. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. If you want that, we're going to spend time with you in here. And if we don't get it through in the next 30 minutes before the next service starts, we'll go and we'll do it after the next service. But I, if you desire that, we're going to spend time to do that for you. Okay? Um, God bless you. Thank you for being here. Please visit the Teen Challenge booth. Thank you for those of you that have served this weekend for the Thirst Conference. Thank you so much. God bless you. Not for a minute was I forsaken.